live from the 19th hole in Wheeling, West Virginia for the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. Welcome everybody here in the restaurant tonight and also for those of you tuning in on Fox Sports Wheeling. I'm your host DJ Abacel alongside my broadcast partner Isaac Basinger. Isaac, good to see you again. As always, it's always my pleasure, Deej. So we've got a couple of fun guests tonight, and I have a feeling that you and I may not have a whole lot of talking to do, because I feel like they may be able to carry the show themselves, but I'm excited to dive into this one for sure. Hey, I got that little bit of that vibe when they came in, very vibrant guys here, and I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Definitely. So the Nailers played a couple of games last week against the Fort Wayne Comets because, well, it seems like who else have they played lately? But now next week we get to turn the page and we look ahead. The Jacksonville Icemen are the opponent this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Isaac, that's a team that we saw at West Banco Arena back in April. And, well, that was before Jacksonville won on its recent tear, but that was a game that Wheeling certainly played very well. It was a great game. It was an overall great team win when they played Jacksonville. Had a little bit of a sample size to get the whole dish this upcoming weekend. Next week, the team will go to Fort Wayne for two more and then come back home for a Saturday-Sunday series when they take on the Greenville Swamp Rabbits Saturday at 7-10. That is May 15th for Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And then on Sunday, the 16th, that's a 4-10 face-off also against the Swamp Rabbits. All right. So let's bring these guys in. And so we actually, I, I had these guys back when we were doing things the virtual way when I was at the office and they were back at their apartments. And man, they said the first thing they got in here, what a different vibe it is. So Tyler Drevich, Matt Foley, it's great to have you guys in person. Is it your first time here at the 19th hole? Uh, no, you, you can not answer at all. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been here a, a couple times. We'll just we'll go with that one. Hey, the restrictions are over, man. You guys are free. You got the vaccinations done, so you're free human beings to interact with fans and go to restaurants and everything. So uh, it's great that you've been here already. What about for you, False? Yeah, we've had some fun as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's what we like to hear. So what's going on on a Tuesday? It's May the 4th, it's, which is a big Star Wars uh, type of a day. Are you guys Star Wars people? Yeah, uh, I like the older ones more than the new ones that's been coming out. Not a big fan of them. I uh, think they're really cheesy, to be honest. Really? I, I'm not a big fan. I think the uh, the lightsaber battles just don't do it for me. No. That's kind of why I was into Star Wars in the first place. So leaning to more towards the Marvel movies and uh, the DC movies these days. Uh, so Marvel, that means that Saturday was right up your alley with Spider-Man then. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you had to think about We that. were wearing Spider-Man jerseys? <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, that was a pretty cool experience. I had a lot of buddies back home uh, reach out that thought that was pretty cool. And my little sisters loved it. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. And a couple nephews, actually, who were real young, big Spider-Man fans, loved it. So really cool jerseys, for sure. Who's your go-to character, your go-to Marvel show? Or movie, I should say. I got to say Endgame. That's just great movie all around. Um, as far as character... Honestly, I'm a fan of all of them. You can't just pick one, I don't think. I mean, Iron Man, maybe, but that's an easy pick, right? Everybody seems to like Iron Man. Yeah. Foles, Star Wars, Marvel, where are we going on this stuff? Yeah, I, I like the Marvel ones. I, I like Star Wars as well, especially the first six. Um, I thought the coolest thing about the Spider-Man jerseys this past weekend was I got to see Tyler Drevich in his third different number of the year. <laughs> Um, so now he's, we got 13, 38, or 37, so he's keeping us guessing. I still do not know, know what jersey I'm wearing this weekend. 
I don't know what number I am currently. Well, speaking of all the numbers, which one was your favorite one to wear so far? Honestly, 13. I, I really took that one. Uh, I didn't have many options when I uh, signed here, so 13 was available. I thought kind of it's an unlucky number. Why don't I make it my own luck, my own little lucky charm? Um, seeing I got released, probably not, not the best luck I've had, but uh, it's been cool to wear different numbers, honestly. Uh, I can honestly say I've never had to wear multiple numbers in multiple seasons. That's never mind, you know, the same season. So 37 um, has been kind of cool too. You know, Bergeron's a, a great role model, and I think the way he plays the game is the right way. And, you know, just in the back of your mind, you're wearing that same number. You're going to try to model your game to a degree with, you know, playing your own way and whatnot. But uh, definitely some unique numbers. I know Ryan Scarfo and I are good buddies. We're roommates back home in the summer. And uh, he wore 38 for a bit, so I gave him a nice text saying, uh, I'm coming for him. What number would you have worn if you got the pick from the start? If you got 1 to 99, what are you taking? I'm taking four every day. Four. Every day. I actually changed. I was 24 in college uh, after sophomore year. One of my good buddies who graduated was four. I took him out to dinner, wined and dined him, and uh, asked if I could take four. He said, of course. So four has been in my family for a while. My, my dad was four. My brother was four. Uh, my grandfather was four on the track team in Northeastern. So four has been in our family for a while. Uh, but I'll let Duchesne keep it. He, he wears it pretty good. He's, he gets that status coming up next year. So that uh, that changes the game a little bit. Did you get what you wanted right out of the shoot, Foles? Were you seven all the way? No, I actually asked for two, four, or 24, which were all taken off the start of the year. Three strikes, you're out. But ending up with seven was great. My dad wore seven at Holy Cross when he played there in college. So it's cool to wear familiar numbers, just kind of like what, uh, what Drev said. So I'm happy with seven. So you guys like the Spider-Man jersey because it resulted in Drevy wearing different numbers. You don't want to know why I like the Spider-Man jerseys, and I think that Isaac did too? Yeah, let's hear it. You want to take a stab at it? Was it the, the Sliderman special? I like that. That was pretty cool. I did not know about that until today when I went into an apartment and I saw it hanging up. I'm like, you got your jersey? You paid for it? He's like, no, this was the one I wore in warm-ups. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? And I didn't even know he wore a Sliderman jersey in warm-ups. Yep. Unbelievable. The fact that you could read them. And what, you, you don't think we can read the regular jerseys? The ones that you guys wore, well, you weren't there for it. You were Florida. <laughs> Terrible. Hated those ones. Especially doing them off of the remote, off of the television screen. I was guessing. You were probably, Foles was probably the only one, maybe you, Rivera, and Lees, that I was a 1,000% confident every time you touched the puck. Well, the way he skates, it's pretty easy to tell where Foley's on the ice. You can see his ankles coming in. He's holding onto a stick like a tripod. Probably a couple turnovers. No, I think it's easy to tell it's me because it's the same number every time. Only single-digit uh, right-handed shot <laughs> on the uh, on D. Actually, only single-digit right-handed shot, period. So that worked out pretty well. Rip was the only single-digit forward, so that's how he was easy to tell. But otherwise, like, it was just a guessing game, right? Uh, yeah, Deej's, uh there was probably, would you say, a 60- or 70-inch TV in the office, and he <laughs> yeah. was probably about a foot away from it <laughs> so he could be able to see the numbers and actually call the game. Yep. How is that? Is that difficult, doing the games while yeah. not being in the arena? I can't even imagine how hard that is. Yeah, it's got its challenges because you're a broadcasting guy too, so you yeah. know exactly where we're coming from on that one. I mean, the camera work did a good job. Like, I'll give them all the props in the world. I think the biggest challenge is sometimes you had uh, an Internet go out one place or another. 
or you know, all of a sudden, one once in a while, they may lose the puck, or there was something that you may not see. Like, let's say Fort Wayne's a great example because their bench is right next to their box. So when they would have, let's say, a D-man change out and a forward uh, just come off the bench and basically go for a breakaway pass, you're all of a sudden looking at the screen saying, all right, this guy <laughs> throws it up ahead. Isaac and I have a great story about that. Um, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, where the heck did that guy come from? South Carolina game, I think, is my favorite one we had this year. Yes, we, we were on the penalty kill, and we dumped it down the ice. We're like, oh, just dumped down the ice. They go, oh, no, sh shorthanded chance, and then we scored. It was it was out of nowhere. We was just like, oh, we just dumped it in. Like, no, wait, we have the puck. We're going to score. Yeah, McPherson had it and ripped it down, and then all of a sudden we're like, all right, so he clears it, ho-hum, whatever. Like, I'll take a drink or something. And <laughs> next thing you know, Courtnall's going one-on-one -on -one the, towards the net and he ends up with a goal, and I'm like, Okay, that's cool too. I guess we'll call that instead. So courts on the ice, shorthanded, automatic. Yeah, that's automatic. No question. It's good to have you back. First of all. Oh, it's great to be back. What uh, What was that whirlwind of a week like for you? <laughs> I had a a crazy little month of for my hockey career. We'll just go with that. I <laughs> crossed the hall, played for Wichita for a quick cup of coffee, drew a penalty, drew a penalty, which was wild. I didn't think I would be able to do it. It was the hardest game to play the way I play, being as close as I was with those guys in that short turnaround. But somehow I did it. I drew a penalty. Boys were fired up. Uh, that obviously didn't last long. I think I didn't even last throughout the weekend there. Um, went home. I actually started training for next season. Uh, started going to the gym again. Started uh, you know skiing again. Um, started hanging out with some friends, seeing my family, visit my brother. And then I got the call uh, that there was interest to, for me coming back. I obviously, no blood, no bad blood there. I, I, when I left, it was very professional with, with Mark and, and Derek. And, um, you know, I, I loved it here. I love the fans. I love the town. I think it's such a cool atmosphere in the city and, and uh, how much character it has and, and, and whatnot. So it was a pretty easy decision for me to pack up a, a duffel bag, throw the hockey gear, and jump on a plane and head back down here. Yeah, I heard, uh, I think the conversation took place, what, the Saturday, and you got uh, in for the Sunday game the, for the uh, two weeks ago when you guys went to Fort Wayne, and uh, I feel like Derek was like, oh yeah, Drevy's all ready to go, and then as soon as you got there on Sunday, you were ready to see everybody and just jump right back into the fray like it was nothing. Yeah, it was, it was actually funny. The only guy besides Derek and, and Drobes that probably knew I was coming back was probably Sly. I was in, in a lot of contact with him and I was like hey don't tell the boys I kind of want to surprise them he's like dude I think everyone knows but I don't think anyone knew and uh, I flew in Saturday I'm, I'm on my way to Wheeling I'm about 15 minutes out and a, a couple of the injured guys were on snapchat and they have like the snap maps where you can see where people are and a couple of guys were like Trevi's in Pittsburgh right now I wonder if he's just connecting or what's going on and uh, within a five minute period I probably had half the team either call text FaceTime are you coming back? And a couple guys, this guy calls me, he goes, don't tell me. I go, yep. And he hung up the phone. That's all I got from Foles. But I knew he was excited to have me back. And then I had the uh, probably the other half of the team I got in the locker room on Sunday. I was there pretty early. I had to get you know my equipment back and whatnot. And uh, guys are walking in. And a couple guys did a couple double takes. Like, wait, what's he doing here? And uh, no, they've been great. It, honestly, coming back can be awkward for some guys. And depending on the situation, it has been the easiest transition I've ever had that, you know, there's a couple new guys who have been great, you know, introduce themselves, but the, you know, the core guys are still here and most of the team is the same. And um, I had such a good relationship with everyone that's been so easy to come back and the guys have been great, open arms and 
Um, like I said, it's just it's amazing, and, and I'm very grateful to have this second opportunity to come back and, and help the Nailers. So what was it like from your perspective, Foles? I mean, Deej, I'm sure you know I'm the first guy to give Drev any, any crap I can. But oh, yeah. The honest truth is I think across the locker room, everyone was so pumped to hear he was coming back. I mean, he's such a good teammate, such a good friend. We hated to see him go, and as soon as we knew or hearing murmurs he might be coming back, every single guy, huge smile on their face. You hear about Drev? You hear about Drev? So we're pumped to have him back. It's been awesome having him back here in Wheeling, and uh, I love sharing a locker room with him, that's for sure. That's one of my favorite parts of now being able to get you guys here and being able to incorporate Isaac, and especially you guys because you're not afraid to poke that fun at each other too. So that's a lot of fun, and I know that you're probably excited to, to get involved with that as well. Absolutely. I love meeting you guys, but I actually love the camaraderie between each other because it's something that reminds me when I played. There's no off switch with us. <laughs> Foles and I are always going, and if we're not, we will. Hey, you feeling all right? Is everything okay? <laughs> Anything you need to talk about? Get off your chest. So... Uh, I think that's why our, our relationships are so good um, and why we're such a close team. And you, you see night in, night out, we're battling to, to, to win hockey games because um, of how much the guys care for each other in that locker room. There's no quit. Um, you know, whatever game we're on right now, you can see guys are still battling, going to war for each other, uh, guys sticking up for each other on that ice. And that's because we have those relationships to be able to, you know, poke fun at each other and have a good time together. And, and it's, nothing's personal. You know, I know. Foles poking fun of me is just because he wants to be me, and, and he wants to do it in his own way. That's fine. So what's Jacksonville going to be like this week? I mean, you guys aren't going to have a ton of time aside from the games, but uh, Florida is always a nice change of pace. You're flying instead of busing, so that's got to be nice, right? Yeah, normally I let Drev take these, but he doesn't. He hasn't been on a Florida trip this year, so uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll run point on this one. We're pretty <laughs> pumped to get down south, get some sun. Uh, see a new opponent, of course, is exciting. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're just going down for the weekend. It's a quick business trip, so I'm not sure how much we'll be able to do, you know, in the area and, you know, experience nights out and dinners and stuff like that. But to go down there and get some hockey games in, that's plenty for us. Yeah, another opponent to show them what we're all about, right? There you go. I'm, I'm just as bummed as you are because I missed that Fort Myers trip too, right in the middle of Sox spring training. And they had the uh, the spring training game on the off day. I was like, oh, man, the, the one year, that would have been perfect. But Oh, yeah, I have, a, I have a couple of buddies that I played with at Merrimack who are from Naples. Oh, wow. And I didn't know this. Uh, they bought tickets to the game and were going to surprise me. But they didn't <laughs> connect with me and realize that I've been home in Boston for a couple of weeks at that point. And uh, so a little funny misunderstanding there, but... Uh, no, it's beautiful down there. I'm excited to get down to Jacksonville and uh, hopefully stick this time on this trip. Eh? <laughs> there you go. So we're in Jacksonville Friday and Saturday at 7, Sunday at 3, and then the home games again are next week, Saturday and Sunday, both against the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. 7-10 for Hockey Fights Cancer on Saturday, and then a 4-10 tilt on Sunday. We're going to take our first break on the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour live from the 19th hole in on Fox Sports Wheeling. I do have uh, some tweets to get to as well. You can send those in at Deej underscore Hockey PXP and we'll see what else Isaac wants to throw at these guys as we roll on through on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank. Just had the emergency alert system for flash flooding just in case, uh, you know, with the 
wild and wacky weather that uh, is coming our way. We'll be glad to get out of that coming up this weekend as the team will get ready to head to Jacksonville. We're back at the 19th hole where it is always nice and dry, but uh, the wings and the beer and all the other good stuff just keep on flowing the right way, so that's always great news. I'm here with my co-host, Isaac Basinger, and a couple of the players, Tyler Drevich and Matt Foley. And Isaac, we want to talk about game day rituals and routine, which is always fun to learn about these guys, isn't it? It always is, because not everyone's the same, but there might be, hell has the same skeleton, but it might be different. Everyone's built a different way. All right, so we want to start them off? Might as well. So first thing you do in the morning, what, what's for breakfast on game day? I'm a big egg guy, so I go about three eggs, usually scrambled. Sometimes I'll switch it up, but usually scrambled. Uh, I eat these uh, bagel thins. They're like thin bagels, um, everything bagel. With a, I throw some non-dairy butter. I'm lactose, so i got to watch my dairy. And then I'll either do like a home fry, a smoothie, a banana, something else to go along with it. I like to eat a big breakfast. I feel like it fuels me for the day. False. Yeah, so we usually have a meeting at the rink in the morning and then either a skate or some type of warm-up. So I usually wake up and I start with a sweet potato. And then uh, wow. when I get back from that meeting is when I'll have a little bit more of a bigger meal. I'll cook my eggs, um, try to have some green vegetable spinach usually, uh, turkey bacon, and then I'm a big pancakes guy on game day. A so sweet potato, though. A sweet potato is what I'll start with. Really? This guy yeah. loves his sweet potatoes. They have our whole room. Eat sweet potatoes. Baked? I usually microwave it first, and then I cut it up, and I fry it on the pan, get a little crispy, and like basically make sweet potato home fries with it. Okay. Yeah, load them up with salt. <laughs> All right. So yeah, and then I'll eat one more time around 3, 3.30. I'll have like a chicken and pasta type meal. Okay. Yeah. Um, I used to be a chicken pasta. I've gotten away from the pasta. I'm not a pasta guy anymore. I do chicken and rice. Um, and I have to do either a broccoli, asparagus, green beans, something with it. And then I do a salad as well. Not bad. Um, when I come home from the meeting or, you know, morning skate, I'll do like a peanut butter sandwich with like a banana or like a cliff bar or something just to hold me off until my pregame meal. And I usually eat mine about... I start cooking around 2, so whenever I'm done cooking, I eat it. I'm not really picky about what the time. Nap time, that usually plays into a game day for a lot of guys. Are you guys along with that routine? I nap, uh, and if I don't, can't nap, I at least lay down and shut my eyes. Um, I go for an hour, hour and a half, uh, kind of depending on you know how tired I am, how long I think it's going to take me to fall asleep. I try to go somewhere between 12, 12.30 to like around the 2 o'clock mark. Again, I'm not very superstitious on game day, so my time ranges can change depending on like what I'm doing. You know, do I go for a walk? You know, I do different things. I try to, I try to treat my game day as if it's any other day, so that every day to me is game day, and I'm always in that mode to, to play a game. Um, it sounds silly, but for me, it works, and it's able to keep my mind just kind of loose, but focus at the same time, where I'm still doing the things I need to do, but I'm not, I'm not stressing if I nap a minute too late or nap a minute too long or eat at the wrong time or little things like that. I don't want it to affect my game day, so I just eliminate stuff like that of worrying about. I always get a charge out of watching some of the guys who the littlest thing can just throw them right off their day, and it's like their, their whole day is just completely destroyed if they couldn't have, you know, spaghetti at 12.04 and they're having it at 12.08 instead. Like, it's just incredible to watch how 
the littlest thing can rattle a guy. I think it's crazy how guys will be so superstitious about their pregame, but when you're on home and when you're on the road, is two totally different schedules. Like the times do not match up for food and meetings and sleep. None of it matches up. So how could you be so superstitious when you're going to need two different routines depending if you're home or away? I, that's where I think it's all mental. It's all in your head. So at the end of the day, you got a hockey game to play. Go out and play. <laughs> Fulf, where do you lie in the spectrum? I completely agree with Drev. Like, it, it's the schedule. Like, it's so complicated. Sometimes you have seven thirty starts. You have eight o'clock starts. You're on the road. It's a day trip on the bus. It's a, you know, you're in SoCo for a week. Like, there's so much going on. It's it's it's, it's definitely easier to be flexible. It's sometimes routine can be a burden mentally. Like we said, like it can stress you out if you get away from it. So I try to be loose and just read my body, how I'm feeling, and. I could care less if I eat at 3 or 3.45. Like, it's not going to make a big deal to me. Now, my favorite part of your game day rituals, and you both take part in this, is you get to the arena, and we're at about 90 minutes till game time, and here comes the sewer ball, a.k.a. soccer, for the people that don't know that you guys call it sewer ball. And you guys both play in it, so let's talk about the sewer ball and who's good, who's not, and all that good stuff. This is, this is where we'll really get into the fun, Isaac. I think you can agree with me here, Foles. Tom Wack is the worst player with a soccer ball around him I've ever seen in the history of my hockey career, soccer career, whatever you want to call it. The guy should not be near soccer balls. He's awful. He can fly a plane. so that's Tom Wack is terrible. Okay. And I have my doubts on whether he can fly a plane. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Wow. Under the bus we go. All right. So <laughs> now we've taken out the worst player. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Not counting yourselves, because I'm sure you're going to put yourselves at 1A and 1B on the list. Who else is good? Two popped to my head. I say Fightsy and Sly are pretty good. They always seem to find their way to the finals. But I have to give credit to my boy, Quartz. Quartz just mucks. He grinds. He uses some skill. The guy finds a way to get in the finals all the time. Quartz I call is, my horse. Quartz is a really clean player, though. Ah. So he gives everyone good balls that they can handle, and he's a, he's a gentleman in the circle, which I think takes back from his wins. Yeah. Because you got to have a little bit of scumminess to get wins. you got to give a guy a ball in a tricky spot so he can't handle it. Like, that's not really who Quartz is as a guy. Quartz no. is going to lay out for every ball that he can yeah. and, and give you a good ball back. Sly, fight, fightsy for sure. Great player, but he'll be the first guy to give you a bad touch yeah. and then point the finger and tell you you're out of the circle. Yeah. So, <laughs> so fights is Thanks, the, Cap. So I was going to ask you who, the, uh, who the, the player that plays on the edge the most is. Fighting? Foley. Foley will go at fighting every match, and that's why Foles doesn't win as much, but he doesn't take fighting's stuff. They'll have one-on-one -on -one matches within the game all the time. Fires the boys up. That's I'm awesome. team Foley, though. I like the way he plays. You, you agree with that? Yeah, I'm a fiery sewer player, for sure. I mean, a big thing for me is, like, sewer is in its own way. It really is a part of the pregame routine. So for me, when I get in that circle, I'm trying to get my mind off the game a little bit and just get my body warmed up and get energized. So the way in which I do that is I play really loose, and I try to have some fun in there. I try to get guys riled up. and So it's not really about winning for me, but it turns into a good amount of dubs. The, the cool thing about sewer to me is – Guys' routines are so different. Some guys are very serious for a game. Some guys are very loose. Some guys have a mix. When you play sewer, everyone's the same. Everyone's smiling, laughing, joking, you know, poking fun at each other. It, like Full said, it's, it's really a moment where 
you're so focused on that game. A lot of the guys all day long and stress about so much. When you play sewer, it's a moment for your brain to kind of not stop thinking about the game, but just relax a little bit, enjoy enjoy the moment, and realize at the end of the day, like I tell fools all the time, we have the best job in the world. Like I, I I'm a hockey player. Like it's I don't care how frustrating it is. Am I reading? I get paid to what go play sewer before a hockey game. Like that's I think that's so fun and, and amazing. Like never take a day for granted. I don't think many guys do. I think that's again a sewer is one of those things that's so fun and you get a lot of guys personalities out in sewer that maybe you don't see you know out, out and about at a restaurant or even in the locker room some of the quiet guys they get pretty rowdy in the in the sewer circle gotcha i like watching it just always cracks me up anything that, that gets you guys competing with each other just brings out like i mean we've talked at length on some of the ones when i was recording them at the office about your video games and your marbles games and all the other stuff but but what happened to spike ball? You guys, you go in phases? Like, it seemed like spike ball was all you guys did in December, January, and I feel like I haven't, you know, I go down to the rink every day, and I haven't seen the the, the, the thing come out lately. Well, the thing with spike ball is uh, Sly and Pelly were the, the top dogs, and I'm putting that in quotations because they were not. And the minute Pelly left, it kind of stopped because there was no one else to really play. Quartzy and I are undefeated. We've never lost, and no one will play us now. So it's hard to play. When no one wants to play you. Oh, okay. It pays to be a winner, I guess. I mean, give us the trophy now and, and sign it. You ever get into that? I never touched spike ball. I, I, I played in the summer, like on the beach and stuff, and I think it's a blast. I never played at the rink, and I can't verify Drevich and Courtnall's undefeated record. I have my doubts. Who would you have picked as a teammate? Ooh. I would keep it in the room. I, you know, I got a lot of trust for my roommates. I know they ride with me, so probably Jostling or Smith. Okay. Yeah. You've been pretty lucky. You and Jostling have been together all year. Yeah, no, we have been lucky, and he's he's an awesome kid, and I was pumped to room with him early. We get along really well, have all the same friends, and uh, when Smitty came in however many months ago, he's been such a great addition to the room. He's such a good guy, and he's kind of the dad. He keeps us afloat, so we've, we're lucky with our room. You know, Jeff comes in and hangs out a lot. It's, it's a good dynamic. Who have you gotten now since you come back? I got Ryan, new guy. Uh, he hasn't played yet, but uh, great kid. Great kid, really really clean. I'm a clean guy, so as long as he's clean, I'm okay. It's a good, happy room. What do they call it? Happy wife, happy life. There you so go. He's my little wife, and uh, <laughs> happy room. <laughs> Where do you want to go next, pal? All right, so we've talked about before the game, so after the game. What is I, I know from being an athlete before, that after meal – after the game meal, what is that like? Most of the time, it's either it's like I don't really want to eat, or it's a uh, man. This might be the best food I've ever had in my life. So, what did, where did you go from there? <laughs> well, we have food delivered a lot. I think on the home games um, and on the road, we, the visiting team will give us a, a menu that we can kind of pick from, um, and it'll be delivered to the rink after. Um, for me, it, it honestly depends on the game. Some days I'm really hungry, and I'll I'll dive into food and, and still go home and either have leftovers or make more food or then there's other games where, you know, I grab my food and I bring it home. And it, it takes me a little bit to want to eat it. Um, I do like getting my protein shake in after and definitely a big big thing of water usually. Um, for me, it's just winding down after a game, making sure you're, you know, stretching, riding the bike, ice bath, and whatever you got to do after. Um, and Foles will know this because we were roommates on the road for a while. I love my uh, Normatex little mas- leg massagers that I do usually on the road or in my room at home. So um, the food's nice, but... The Normatex, that's, that's where it's at, for sure. Foles, what about you? 
Yeah, it's a treat when you get the room with Drev because he's got the personalized set. He lets me use them, which is nice. I think I'm the only guy on the team that you I don't let, let anyone touch those foot, footfalls. So I like to get in Drev's Normatex. I like the ice bath at the rink a lot as well. So, yeah, I mean, Drev, kind of pointed at this. I think as soon as the game ends, you're kind of focused on the next one. So a lot of the post-game routine is about preparation for the next night. It's always a quick turnaround. So, you know, get on a foam roller, get a stretch, try to get your legs, relieve some of the soreness, and then, you know, get a good hearty meal in you and get some energy for tomorrow. I'll throw something at you on this one just because that's a topic that's right down my lane. Anything that deals with food is seems to be right down my lane. I literally could eat a restaurant at the end of a game. <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I get so hungry after calling the game where I'm just like, okay, it's time for food because, well, I haven't eaten since, you know, lunchtime because I usually don't eat the pregame meal. I used to eat the pregame meal at the rink but kind of went away from that. But, man, I am just starving at the end of the game. Like, it's not even fair. Do you get thirsty? Do you guys get thirsty? I remember when I did the commentating in college, I could not put down my water. I was always dry in the mouth. I needed to be sipping my water. I, I'm indifferent. It doesn't really bother me. I could drink throughout or not drink throughout and be okay. But I, I guess a little bit after, you're like, okay, I just talked for however long. But most of the time, I'm more hungry. I'm the same way as Deej. I don't eat. I eat lunch, and then after the game is when we eat. Yeah, I don't want to taste what I just ate while I called the game. I really don't have any desire to do that. But I, to answer your, th- your question, I have a fridge upstairs, so yes. Yes, I do. I, I will usually go through two bottles a game. So, yeah. But the worst part, I think the worst part, and I don't think you guys have dealt with this yet because pretty much you guys, when you're on the road now, it's play the game and come straight home. But there was a time there where we always seemed to used to stop for gas, or snacks and that just absolutely killed me every time because it was like well we're stopped and there's 800 candy bars and chips and this and soda so i guess i have to get something now that we're stopped would that be the same situation for you guys (laughs) when we would stop in like juniors or college at a gas station i was the guy that's like no i don't need to eat this this is unhealthy I'd get back in the bus with no snacks, and the minute that bus left the parking lot, I was so mad at myself for not grabbing a bag of chips or a candy bar. And I was starving. I was getting scraps from anyone who had leftovers. Hey, you're not going to eat that? I'll eat that. So bad decision-making on my part, for sure. What would your your go-to in that case be? I would go for, like, the peanuts, um, you know, like a Gatorade of water, (laughs) a protein bar, I guess, but... I guess sometimes I would go after like the Chex Mix or the Cheez-Its, which isn't the healthiest, but I stayed away from the candy for sure and like the chips. But then that's what all the guys get, and you see all the guys eating it on the bus, and you're like, what am I doing? It's just silly. False? It honestly, DJ, just bums me out that <laughs> Trev would get here and lie to all these people. <laughs> this is one of the worst snackers I've ever seen. Cookies, chips, candies, doesn't stop. Pounds. Let me, let, me re, let, me, let me correct him. I do have cookies. They're protein cookies. Oh, come on. There's like no sugar in them. They don't even taste that good. Why but they're would good you even eat them? Because it looks like a cookie. So in my mind, I'm fine. Because I'm a sucker for chocolate chip cookies. Since when did Chips Ahoy make a protein cookie? <laughs> I, I have not had Chips Ahoy in years. I'd say he's lying through his teeth, but he doesn't have any teeth. <laughs> no response. <laughs> Chips Ahoy makes the soft ones now. I didn't realize that until I went to the store the other day and got the Reese's kind. That was good. Yes, I am big on the junk food. 
I like, I don't eat them anymore, but I used to love home-cooked, like, chocolate chip cookies. My mom and my sister make them all the time in the summer. And he doesn't eat them anymore, though. I don't. So have, what? You, have you seen me? So what's your, your go-to snack at the old stop on the way home? We haven't really stopped this year for snacks much. Not no. once. No. But, but in, I, in college or juniors, you must have stopped. Yeah. No, I, 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 I like salty stuff, and I like chocolate. Those are my two big snacks. So, like, pretzels I love. Um, anything with chocolate in it, I usually like chips, salty chips, water, Gatorade. I, I do eat chips. They're called Quest chips, and they're protein chips. Oh they are. Look them up. They're delicious. There's one that's. You ever had the uh, taco in a bag up yes. the street? Oh, yeah. So they make a Quest protein chip that tastes like a taco. It tastes like a taco in a bag. It's unbelievable. Holy smokes. I'm, I'm not making this up. Look it up. They're a thing. And they're good. And they're healthy. Well, he's going protein stuff. I, I got two words. No, he ain't. I got two words for you for me. Ice cream. There you go. There you go. That was talking. Ball game. <laughs> my, my go-to personal gas station thing is Twizzlers. I love Twizzlers. Ooh. I could eat a whole thing of Twizzlers with no problem. Follow-up question. Regular or pull and peel? Oh, regular. Pull, pull and peel all day. Yes. Pull and peel for sure. Yes. You were destroying Quartzy's pulling peels in his room two days ago. <laughs> I didn't say I never snack. I just said at a ga- I said at a gas station I don't buy the junk. I will never buy the junk, but if someone has it and they're gonna offer it, I'm not gonna say no. That's rude. That's what we call alligator arms. I, I will say Quartzy didn't offer. I just took him and started eating them. To be honest. <laughs> This pull and peel. Awesome. That brings us to the end of segment number two from the 19th hole. It's the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour with Tyler Drevich and Matt Foley. And also on Fox Sports Wheeling, we'll come back with the final segment next on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank. All right, final segment of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour from the 19th hole. We'll be back here next week as well. I think next week is Nick Rivera Austin fighting if I remember correctly from all the text that I was working on this week. But this week we have Tyler Drevich and Matt Foley as we lead you all up here at the 19th hole to Penguins Hockey at the top of the hour as the Pens will take on the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. And that's a... That's a good race. You guys are probably paying close attention to it because of A, the organization you're from, or in, B, the cities you're from. So how do you think, now that all four have clinched, that the top four in the East is going to shake down? What do you think the order is going to be? As they nod at each other, and who's going to end up taking the bait? Rock, paper, scissors. I'm not going to lie to you, DJ. Unlike Foles, who would probably lie right through his non-existing teeth. I have not been following the NHL as much lately Ooh. just because of, like, how busy we are. Like, I don't even watch TV right now. I'm just that, – that, that's the dead honest truth. Um, coming out of the East, though, I'm, a, I'm not an actual Bruins fan, and I got to say I think Boston because they are clicking, and they've been, they've been working. What do you think, Falls? Do you watch it closely, or are you, like, Trevi, just kind of focusing on the task at hand? Yeah, I, I guess I follow certain teams, and I think, Drev, you would agree with this, like when you get to a certain age, you have friends who are playing in the league and stuff, and so when I'm checking scores at the end of the night, I'm usually checking East Coast League scores, AHL scores, NHL scores of guys I know on each team. Okay. So, like, 
you know, I'll follow certain individuals more so than teams. But I'm, I completely agree. I'm, a, I'm through and through Boston sports fan, so I'm riding with the Bruins. I think picking up Taylor Hall is going to give that second line a boost. We were talking about the other day how underrated, you know, David Krejci is the second line center. They have a great decor, great goaltending. So it's been easy to be a Boston sports fan, and <laughs> I think we're, I think we feel good about the Bruins going into playoffs. Definitely. It's funny because I'm trying to think like what games have I watched recently. And it's a lot of the Canadian teams just because of all the Canadian guys we have. They love throwing the Leafs. Like the other night we watched the Leafs and uh, Canadians game. Um, but I like it's just so hard to follow it when we're so busy. And, and kind of like Full said, like I'm probably checking the East Coast scores or the AHL scores before I check the NHL scores just because of all the buddies I know that are playing and, and whatnot. So, um, I mean, I, I don't think you can count out Pittsburgh either, though. I mean, I'm a huge Crosby fan, and, and anytime you, you count that guy out, he makes you pay usually. So I think his track record speaks for itself, and he deserves the respect and that, you know, that guy can, can bring a team to a, a cup still at, at his age and, and point of his career. So I think those two teams are the two teams. I'm not a big fan of Washington right now. I don't even know who the third team is. Islanders. Really. Islanders. I, I've never been an Islanders guy. Um, I think – they're a great team that finds ways to win, but recently I know from when I have looked that they have been struggling, and I think that's because, you know, these other teams like the Bruins and Pittsburgh are starting to play the right way now with the weapons they have. We just talked about how deep the Bruins are. When you have a team like that and they're buying into the right way, that's a dangerous combination. It's funny that you said that you watch a lot of the Canadian division more than anything else because – I watch probably most of the West. Like, honestly, I'm watching Vegas a lot. I'm watching Colorado a lot. Like, those are just kind of the two teams that really fascinate me, and I'm like, hmm, I might take a peek at that. So that's interesting that we watch different divisions besides the one that's literally right in front of our face. Well, I live with two Ontario guys, and, you know, they're very intense Leafs fans, so that's probably the team I watch the most is the Leafs. So obviously they're always playing Canadian teams. So it's been cool to see some of those teams play. I, you know, I don't, I don't always get to do that. So I think the rivalries, rivalries in the, the Canadian division are way better hockey right now. Like, they don't like each other. They're fiscal, it's almost like playoff hockey right now. Now, you've seen it a little bit with spurts with the, you know, the American teams and, and their divisions, but I think on a consistent basis, you see it more often with the Canadian teams. It's cool, too, that you guys mentioned watching guys that you know. And, Isaac, this is your first taste of this. Uh, last night, uh, the Sabres played the Islanders, and... That was the game I watched because Michael Hauser was the starting goalie for the Sabres who played 18 times against the Nailers since 2012, which is a ton. But his backup was Stephanus Lekas, who played against Wheeling with Fort Wayne this year. How nuts is that for you now to get start to get baptized in, into this, like, oh, my gosh, like, Guys, actually, do go to the show. Like this is this is the real deal. Talk about a fast track to getting up there. It didn't, he didn't take long, and they didn't even Fort Wayne didn't start on time either. So there was a little bit of waiting there. Then him working his way up. I thought it was absolutely mind-boggling. Now, when you said Fort Wayne doesn't start on time, you mean both their uh, season not starting on time and their their games tend not to start on time either. Oh, one hundred percent. They're too busy chasing guys into the locker room, apparently. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's all about funny we actually got a tweet in from allison for you allison is a wheeling fan i will i will preface that for you but uh, i have a feeling this has something to do with that this says what's up with moving of the net backwards after warm-ups before a game 
Well, my, my best friends over in, in Fort Wayne love when I do that. They love it. Um, I got yelled at pretty badly by the Zamboni driver, the fans, the equipment manager, the players. You, you name it, they didn't like me. Uh, and uh, I got told no more of that, so I said, what's a simple, innocent thing I could start doing? I just start turning the net around. And uh, a lot of teams like throwing pucks in our net at the end of warm-ups, especially if they're in our rink when they skate by it. So... If it puts them off their game just a little and they get a little frustrated, I've done my job. Uh, I mean, we're going to see our best friend this weekend, Hal. Oh, in, that's uh, Jacksonville. right. I'm sure he can't wait to see us. So, oh, I forgot um, about that. I'm sure, I, I'll be I sure to say hello to him. <laughs> he misses me. I'll be sure to say hello to him. Uh, I, I, I tell Foles this. If I can get a guy more worried about taking my head off than the game and we're worried about winning the game, then I'm doing my job. You know, part, partially and obviously still trying to play hockey. I mean, that's what I'm here to do. But if in warm-ups I can turn the net around and they go in the room and they start complaining about it and, and getting upset about it, well, then while they're complaining, we're in our room dialed in, ready to go, and, and ready for puck drop. The game within the game. <laughs> Everything's a game within a game. I'm a competitive guy. Everything's a game within a game. I like that. You got a spot you want to go next? Oh, I got to think now. Did, did you last time we guys were both on, did you guys talk about what you do off the ice? Or when you have time and the free time? We did. it. honestly, mine's changed. I don't know if yours has. I, I, we talked about video games a little bit. Since being here, I've not played video games since coming back. Um, Foley? Yeah, I actually agree with that. We've been watching a lot more TV and movies, less video games. Sorry, Drevy. He seems to have a rebuttal for everything you say, so I, just want, I wanted to make sure on that one. It's, no, it's we've like been playing video games. <laughs> we've, go- we've been golfing. Uh, yeah, that was a blast. Honestly, I found myself a lot of times we're playing like board game, like the, the, the marble game, or even just hanging out in a room, just chit chatting, honestly, um, going for walks, stuff like that. Um, where before it was a lot more, you know, video games in your room throughout the day. I think when you say movies, it's at night, not, throughout, yeah. not when we get home from the ring. Well, the routines changed throughout the year as well as the schedule has. So early in the year, there's a lot more practices where you were getting back from the rink at one o'clock and you would practice again the next day. And lately, it's felt like it's been a lot more game days and off days. So that, you know, when you change up the structure of your day, I think that throws guys off a little bit and, and, and things kind of change. Like you get a whole day to play golf, where in the past you were getting back from the rink, protocol was strict, you were just hanging out in the apartments, so you were playing video games, you know. So as the, years, as the year has gone on and we've gotten more and more freedom to do different things in wheeling, our, uh, our activities have changed. Well, we just talked about early, at the beginning that we're able to go to restaurants now and whatnot. So, I mean, we, we try not going out to eat all the time, but occasionally, you know, we'll walk. I think Later Gator is one of our favorite spots down there in downtown. We'll walk down there for lunch, grab a bite to eat. So little things like that we weren't able to do before. So you don't, you're not stuck in your room quarantining, you know, after practice, like full set. That makes a lot of sense. And I felt like I was hosting a game show for there for a little minute where you would, uh, you would say that you don't dip into fast food, and you'd be like, that's a lie! Like, I feel like I'm hosting a show and see uh, where that's going to go. So I, got, I just had to make sure that, you know. Well, you know, Foley sees me as an older brother figure, so he, you know, he's acting like a little brother. He's always poking fun, trying to get, get under my skin. But if Mr. Howe can't get under my skin, you think Foles is going to get under my skin? <laughs> Well, speaking of something you might be able to get underneath your skin, you mentioned you've golfed. Which one of you two is the better golfer? We were actually partners the other day, and we killed it. We lost on the last hole, but we were in it. I shot the lowest score I've ever shot. I shot an 81. I was shocked. What course did you play? Palmer, I believe. 
up at Olgo Bay, up there, new there. So Isaac works there. Yes, I work up. I work up the Crispin course, but I've worked up at Ogilvy my whole life. Oh wow, beautiful course, beautiful course, a lot of fun, really challenging. Uh, Foles, I, I hate to throw you in the bus. He struggled on the front nine, but he pulled it together. And I will say, he kind of carried us on the back nine when I had a few errors. So um, he's not as good as a golfer as I am, but no surprise, right? I'll take that. I thought that was pretty polite, all things considered. <laughs> I'm a horrible golfer, um, so thanks. I, I will say I used Foles' clubs, so in a way he was like my caddy, and I can rope the ball with his clubs, let me just say that. Who'd you lose to? I guess that's the, the big question. Quartz. I'm not even going to say his partner. I'm not going to say his partner's name. No. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. The guy didn't do anything. Quartz carried the team, so. I'm going to go with Tom Lack since you've roasted him a couple times so far. My close? No, Tom Lack's a really good – he might be one of the best golfers on the team. No, it was, it was Jostling who was with him. Oh. And he actually played fine, but but I think Quartz was probably the difference. Quartz hit a – was it an eagle putt from like 50 feet out or something? It was some ridiculous. Yeah, he went like eagle birdie birdie to start. Me and Trent looked at each other like, we're done. Yeah, we actually <laughs> thought we were Where, out of where's it. Where's the refreshments? <laughs> yeah. We thought we were out of it. Probably four four holes in, we're like, we stopped keeping track in our cart. We're like, it's over. Let's just enjoy it. And then we asked Quartzy for a score update on like seven or eight, and we were one back. I didn't even realize I was shooting like birdies myself and yeah. pars and, and whatnot, and we were staying in it. But uh, Quartzy had – I will say Joss had a chip in probably 15 feet outside the green for a birdie, which was pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn. I – 150 out, I hit the pin, so. Oh. We didn't give ourselves enough credit, I don't think, when we were playing at all. No, I mean, I, I told you, I thought you were playing great. I thought you did play great. Yeah, but I think. I don't think you'll ever guy. do it again. No. But I thought it was a good round for you. Yeah. There you go. Well, perfect. I told you this was going to be an easy one. Yeah, no, not, a whole, not a whole lot. Of, uh, I haven't asked questions here. You guys just take it over. That, that's how we like it. That's perfect. So great job by both of you. I'm super thrilled that we were able to get you out at the 19th hole and to enjoy the show in person. So thanks for coming out. And can't wait to, yes, tag along with you guys to Jacksonville this week. Can't wait. And uh, Foley wanted me to mention at the end that uh, if you tweet at him, he said he'll pick a lucky fan and take him to dinner. So uh, tweet at him. I don't know his Twitter, but I'm sure it won't be that hard to find. Just tweet at him, and uh, he'll pick a lucky one before the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> that was outstanding. Huge thanks to Corey Klug back at our Fox Sports Wheeling Network studios and to Ange and everybody here at the 19th hole. We'll be right back here again next week after our three-game voyage to Jacksonville. Thanks, Isaac. Great job, man. Thank you. Always enjoy being out here. It's the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank.